Hello, I'm Kimberly Dondo, Digital Content Manager, and welcome to In Conversation With, the podcast series that delves into the world of financial services and brings you face-to-face with some of the most notable figures in the industry. Listen as we discuss topics that are currently facing the industry and hear from visionary CEOs to disruptive innovators as we bring you a diverse array of voices and perspectives. We'll explore the challenges they faced, the lessons they've learned, and the insights they have to share about the ever-evolving landscape of financial services. Hello and welcome to In Conversation With. I'm Kimberly Dondo, Digital Content Manager. And in today's episode, I'm joined by Toby Hester, Deputy Chief Product Officer at Wesleyan. Um, So hi, Toby. Thank you for joining me today. Hi, it's lovely to be here. Thank you for having me. Great. Um, So could you give us a bit of a background in how you got started in financial services? Absolutely. Yes. So um, I'm one of those people who I'm sure some of our listeners are as well, who was into maths from an early age. So Mm -hmm. did maths through um, school and university. Uh, And one of the conversations I was having with my dad at the time was about what I could do afterwards. Um, And one of the sort of more geeky maths things you could do was go into actuarial work. So I started off in a life insurer, learning the ropes as an actuary. Um, and I guess over the last um, 20 years or so, nearly, in fact, it's 18 years today. It's my anniversary at Wesleyan today. Wow, congratulations. Um, oh, thank you so much. Um, I've been sort of learning the actuarial ropes and then more recently um, spending more time in the product and fund space and thinking particularly about with profits uh, and how it works and how it can be a helpful part of the uh, proposition. Okay, great. So you mentioned um, the topic of this particular podcast, which is with profits funds, which if you say it enough, you will trip over it. I have. (laughs) Um, But um, could you give us an overview of what with profits funds are and how they can differ from other investment options available to financial advisors? Absolutely. So yes, I think it's a it's a brilliant idea for a podcast where you've got a tongue twister in the in the title. So we'll <laughs> and I say as, it a as, lot. So <laughs> oh, but that's a worry. Well, I'll do, hopefully, I've been saying it for enough years that I'll be able to go for it. But I'm sure I'll I'm sure I'll mess up at some point anyway. But we'll see <laughs> see how we go. So um, yes, to your question. Um, so with profit funds, I think there are two main things I want to get across about them um, for those who might be less familiar. Um, And they've always been quite entangled with each other, but they're both important in their own right, I think. So the first is that with profit funds are smoothed funds. And that means that whereas with most of the unit trusts or unit linked insurance funds that uh, many of the listeners will be familiar with, with this kind of fund, rather than as the markets go up and down and jag and crash, you follow them up and down in terms of the underlying asset. And the peaks and troughs in the market are smoothed out. So that means that when things go up quickly, the with profits fund will rise more steadily. But when there's a big crash in the market, there's a cushioning from the effects of those funds. Mm-hmm. And that smoothing is very fundamental to how with profits funds have always worked. The second piece is to do with participation. So as the name suggests, the fund doesn't just give you an investment return, but it also allows you to participate in the profits of the business. And that means that in an ideal world where 
the organization that you're investing in is being successful, not only do you get a good return on the investments which the fund is invested into, but also you get a share in the profit. So you share in the success of that organization that you've invested with. Okay. Well, that was a very good overview. I think even I understood it and I feel like I'm a layman. Um, (laughs) So uh, with the research that I have done, I found that um, with profits funds uh, were historically off platform in the UK. Um, So what were the main reasons behind this and why are they gaining traction with advisors? So um, good question. And I love the way that you framed this as them being off platform, because mm-hmm. one of the main reasons that with profit funds historically were off platform is because they've been around a long old time, um, even even longer than I've been working in with profits. And in fact, for over 100 years now, I think Wesleyan sold its first with profits product um, before the First World War. Okay. So historically, uh, they were built in an environment where insurance companies which were originally put together to help uh, pool risk for customers uh, who might need looking after um, if their family uh, passed away Um, but where that had been being done a bit cautiously which meant that some profits were arising which were effectively owed back to the people who owned those friendly societies those mutual societies all the way back in the industrial revolution so with profits have got a long old history and the reason why they were originally off platform was that platforms only came along with improved technology in the uh, 1980s and 90s. We started building computer systems. Then around about the turn of the century, uh, platforms were sort of first conceived really as a way of, of coming in to customers' lives. And so one of the challenges in terms of getting with profits onto a platform in the more recent past probably what Mm -hmm. you were thinking about in the question, Mm -hmm. was that they were built up in a very complex way originally, um, conventional with profits business that some listeners might be familiar with, where there was a sum assured on the plan, which would definitely be paid out, but then there were bonuses, and those bonuses were calculated by old stuffy actuaries like me in a a back room somewhere and added to Mm -hmm. plans using very complicated systems. And that meant that it was actually quite difficult to get into a simple tech solution that would work. But in the last few years, uh, innovators have been thinking about how to construct with profits funds in a way that's more similar to modern investment vehicles. So they are unitized, they have a unit price each day. And once Mm -hmm. you get to the point where you've got that single unit price, which can go up and down, but effectively includes that with profits, profit sharing, you're getting to the point where you've got a tech solution which can actually be flexible and transparent for advisors and customers. So it's taken a while getting there. But for example, the Wesleyan Fund that was put onto Novia, I think the first with profits uh, of its type on that sort of platform, uh, is single priced, uh, and that means that it's easy to treat it like a unit link fund, and advisors can access it in the way they might from a universe of different funds on the market. Yeah. Okay. And what are the specific advantages um, for with with profits funds? What do they offer to financial advisors when constructing a diversified portfolio for their clients? So there are two or three things that I'd say to that. I think the first one is this smoother investment journey. So quite often customers want to be in the market and can see that there's value in being invested in growth assets like equities or property, but don't necessarily want to be kicked around like 
the whole of the market was in, say, March of 2020 or during the credit crunch. And I suppose I I often see it as being uh, a false dichotomy between either you're out of the market, you're in cash, or you're in the market, but you're exposed to those peaks and troughs. What With Profits does is it puts you in a nice space in between where you are exposed to the market and those upsides will come through into a unit price over time, but you're not getting the full knocking around that you get if you're investing fully in those assets. Now, obviously, for some more risk-seeking investors, that unsmoothed investment journey is going to be the right answer for them. So it depends a lot on their risk profile. But for a lot of customers who are a bit cautious and uh, loss averse, it's really helpful uh, to have that smoothed investment journey where the volatility is managed, but there's still the opportunity for a good return over time if the assets underlying the fund are doing well. Yeah. So I guess they work well in this current economic climate where there is always talk of volatility in the market is that something that help is it something that helps with stabilizing people's you know um, portfolios that's most definitely right Kimberly yes and I think sometimes when advisors are having an attitude to risk discussion the conclusion that they draw might be that because the customer is reasonably risk averse, it's perhaps appropriate if they are going into a investment fund rather than into a cash solution to go mm-hmm. into what's labelled a low risk fund. And mm-hmm. I think actually there's recent experience in the market of that not necessarily always being the best outcome for those customers because for example, those low risk funds are often heavily invested in gilts. So if there is a shock in the gilt market, like there was in the UK at the back end of 2022 after the mini budget, even though implied in that low risk is that the assets won't fall or rise very fast. In practice, actually, because there was a shock in those supposedly low-risk assets, customers did end up seeing quite a lot of volatility. So with profits, because it's in the nature of the design to smooth out the return, it gives a better protection in those volatile markets we've been seeing recently. Mm -hmm. And um, from conversations that I've had with other financial advisors, I understand that flexibility is quite crucial for them when it comes to managing their clients' investments. So how do you, with profits funds, provide that flexibility and run, what role can they play in an advisor's toolkit? So this is one of those areas that's worth, I think, just explaining how the market is developing because mm-hmm. Flexibility is really important uh, to all customers and advisors. And I think that there's sometimes been maybe a bit of a misconception in the market, but maybe based on historical truth, that with profits doesn't offer that flexibility. And a lot of of that, I think, has arisen without going way back into history again, um, (laughs) as a result of the history of with profits and the fact that it has had a high element of judgment and perhaps um, in the old conventional with profit space being a bit opaque sometimes in terms of how much bonus was owned. So one of the things that I really want to get across uh, when talking about this subject is the point around how new generations of with profits funds and with profits design do allow more flexibility. And so talking about the Wesleyan unitized with profit fund 
on Novia, for example, what we do is we price that fund every day uh, mm-hmm. to consider the underlying assets. We consider the appropriate level of smoothing on the fund every day. And that means that it's available every day to be traded by those who are invested in the funds. So there's sometimes a misconception that you can only get with profits because of the nature of with profits on a particular day, or there's a long delay whilst the actuaries are figuring out what to do. But actually with the right smoothing and the right with profits design, I think with profits funds truly can be flexible and can be part of a really good portfolio alongside potentially other assets with different characteristics. Right. And of those characteristics or features, what is so unique about with profits funds and that advisors should consider when recommending them to their clients? So I think often advisors will be very aware of the position that the market is in at any given moment. And Clearly, there may be times if you're a professional investor where you might be more likely to invest, for example, coming off the back of a large crash where potentially um, price earnings might be looking better and the likelihood is that some stocks are maybe undervalued and vice versa. After a large surge in funds, there's a risk of a bubble. With Profits potentially offers that smooth uh, investment journey, and particularly where With Profits is being used for an income which needs to be drawn down over time. So, for example, uh, in decumulation after somebody's retired, having a steady stream of income which isn't being jolted around too much by conditions can be really valuable. So I think With Profits can potentially be a really useful investment tool because of its smoothing. Mm-hmm in solving problems where a stream of cash flows is required. And that's probably a feature of it that would be difficult to find with more uh, traditional investment types. Yeah. And previously you talked about, you know, figuring out what a client's risk profile is. So how can an advisor effectively evaluate and compare different with profit funds to ensure they align with their client's needs? So I suppose one thing that I think is important here is to consider as an advisor what your needs are for a with profits fund. Okay. Because if it's going to work for you, then depending upon whether it's appropriate for your customers, it should work for them as well. So when evaluating with profits funds, I think it's important to consider the potential uh, features that would work particularly well for you and therefore uh, how that might work well under customers' and clients' portfolios. So some of those thoughts, which I think you might want to consider when you're evaluating what an appropriate with profit fund to invest in is, mm-hmm. could include, for example, how complicated is the design of the with profit fund? So if it's very complicated, it's unlikely to be platform agnostic. So it might have been built into one particular platform or a platform that a particular product provider has brought to market, but it Mm -hmm. might not be able to be invested in across a broader space. So depending upon which platforms you're working on, that flexibility is really important. Um, Can you come up with, with profit solutions which can easily be blended. So if the With Profits is sitting on its own platform, that can be a little bit more complicated. And also, obviously, tax solutions are more difficult to come up with if 
you're in two separate uh, legal wrappers. So again, what where it can be sitting alongside other funds, that's absolutely ideal. What are the trading rules on the funds? So can customers get in and out of it straightforwardly or are they being held up at a point where they might need money um, in the short run? That's not to say with profits funds, and I'm not a financial advisor, so I'm not giving advice here, but <laughs> they are generally to be held for the medium to long term because of their nature and the, the smoothing aspects and the long term growth. So you shouldn't probably be ducking in and out of them the whole time. But mm -hmm. nonetheless, being able to be flexible where you potentially have a change in life circumstance is really important. Um, and finally, obviously, whether they then are uh, likely to be appropriate for the sorts of clients you're seeing. So if you've got clients who are very likely to want to be heavily exposed to the market, maybe very uh, sophisticated investors who've got quite a lot of assets, then there could be circumstances in which actually the with profits is less suitable for them. But on the okay. other hand, for the vast majority of investors, I think that comfort that you're not getting the most extreme that outcomes is often very attractive. Yeah. And um, you talked about platforms, so I guess that kind of goes hand in hand with um, the ongoing advances, ongoing advancements that we're seeing um, with financial technology. And um, there are many digital tools and platforms that assist, assist advisors, as you've said uh, previously. Um, so what... Are there any in particular that can assist advisors in effectively managing and monitoring their clients' investments? So, yes, there are a few out there. The Novia platform that I mentioned a little earlier in the podcast was the first to put a with profit fund on its platform, and that was the Wesleyan with profit growth fund. Mm -hmm. And just to give an idea of how that works in slightly more detail. So bringing to life some of the ideas we've talked about before. One of the great things about it is that we check the value of the assets underlying the fund, and that will be uh, a lot of equity because um, because of the smoothing, we're able to invest in the markets. Um, but also there is some fixed interest, some property, some cash and so forth. And every day we'll value that to make sure that it looks appropriate. And we'll also consider within that calculation, the point that I was raising at the start of the show about the participation. So where profits have been made by the organisation, we'll think about how to pull those through into the unit price each day. Mm -hmm. uh, we then use that raw value of the assets and use it to calculate the smoothed value of the fund. And what that tends to do is to say, well, if there's been a sharp drop in markets, we'll move back towards that, but we'll do it gently over time. I Sometimes when I look at the smoothed value of this particular fund, I think it's almost a bit clairvoyant. Um, and it's actually just clever maths, which we've mm -hmm. got actuaries to do. But it's impressive because it seems to almost know when the market's overreacted um, and when it just needs to catch up. And so it smooths beautifully out what's going on. And the underlying principle there is it smooths faster when you're a bit further away from the underlying value of the assets and a bit more slowly when it's closer. But the way that works is it means you do get that smooth journey, which then means you've got a really fair price every day. So that kind of innovation on the Novia platform is a good example, I think, of where With Profits has been designed for the 21st century rather than the 19th, uh, yeah. and where I'm hoping that therefore advisors can find real value for it in their investment portfolios. Yeah. 
clearly advancements are being made. Um, but I'm sure um, you have faced or heard many uh, misconceptions or myths. Um, so I'm going to let you use this platform to, to debunk those, if you would, Toby. Good use of platform. Um, yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to let the listeners into a little secret here, which is that we do some research in advance. So you're not just doing your Jeremy Paxman on me straight away. So I had some kind of idea as to what was going on with some of these questions. Yeah. And I have to admit, when I got to this question, I wrote a list that would be for a much, much longer um, and um just uh, one podcast, podcast just specifically yeah. on the myths and misconceptions. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. So um, I, I won't uh, I won't spend two hours on this because listeners have probably got uh, other things to be doing. Um, <laughs> but here are a, here are a few quick fire ones that I thought were, were really interesting. So mm-hmm. um, I think the idea that with profits, funds have to be slow. So I alluded to that early earlier. Mm-hmm. But this idea that because they've got elements of judgment in because they've got trees in ivory towers somewhere with slide rules and calculators figuring out how much is is fair to give that they can't be uh really speedy and swift and flexible for uh advisors and hopefully i've brought to life a little bit how that can work in the new world yeah. um there's definitely this sense also that there's an element of magic to them but they're too complicated and they don't work and i think with profits funds in the past have potentially had not a great reputation, maybe because of scandals like the mortgage endowment scandal. Often those were as a result of products not working very well, rather than to do with the underlying with profit fund itself. But I mm-hmm. think the with profit fund, as we've seen with some real upsurge in the market for smoothed funds over the last few years, really can be a good uh, outcome for, for advisors. Um, there's also perhaps a sense that with some its funds, you get a growth rate that's absolutely locked in forever. And then at a point of a market crash, there's a sudden fall. Um, Again, I think that all depends on the design. But in my opinion, the best with profits funds designs, uh, like the Wesleyan one on Novia, for example, uh, really can do genuine smoothing and therefore can provide a really smooth outcome on any day. Um, I'll probably stop my list there before uh, <laughs> before, before I uh, run over your deadlines, Kimberly. No, it's okay. No, it's <laughs> interesting. So maybe it is something we'll have to come back to at some point. Um, but I guess uh, as we wrap up, uh, what are some key considerations that uh, financial advisors should keep in mind when advising clients on whether to include with profit funds in their investment strategy? So I think here I would, I suppose, summarise back up some of the points that we've made through Mm -hmm. the show. And the first point is obviously to consider the risk appetite that your clients are likely to have. So with profits funds won't be for everyone. There'll be some people who probably would prefer their money under the pillow or in a bank account. And that's (laughs) totally fine. Equally, there'll be some people who really do want to invest and they're happy to lose a lot quickly and they'll take the buffets and blows of the market. But for those investors in the middle space, and we tend to find that that's the majority, who would like some exposure to the possibility of good outcomes within the investment market, but would like that to be smoothed out in times of crash where they're perhaps most uncertain about their financial conditions, then a smooth fund allows that benefit of being in the market without perhaps that heart-stopping journey that you can get from being 100% invested. The Mm -hmm. other point I would make 
would be, again, that there are some features of with profits that are really valuable and difficult to get in, a, in any other space. Some of that is the smoothing that you can find that I've just described, but also there's that real opportunity to share in the value and indeed support companies which are often uh, well engaged with their community. So in some cases, for example, with Wesleyan, we are a mutual. So that means that you're genuinely sharing and getting the value back through your with profit policy. And that means that not only can you get a good investment outcome and be cushioned from the blows in the market, but you're also contributing back to to an organisation that's been around, in Wesleyan's case, for over 180 years. Mm -hmm. Wow. Well, I think you made some very good points, and um, I'm hoping that uh, some of our audience will take that into consideration when they're. Yes, please. As I, I think myself is a bit of a with profit cheerleader, so certainly if uh, if that if if this uh, if this show has led anybody to give it another look, I'll be really delighted. So thanks so much for the opportunity. Yeah, no, thank you so much for speaking with me today. Thank you. Thank you for listening to In Conversation With. We do hope that you enjoyed it. Please do keep up to date with all our new releases via Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and everywhere else you get your podcasts from. You can also keep up to date with all our new content published on the Money Marketing website, as well as our print edition, Money Marketing Magazine. So make sure to subscribe. Follow us on Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. See you next time.